0: Welcome to the pickup, the WNBA podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Niker.
1: And I'm your other host, Freddie Rivas.
0: And, buddy, this is episode 16. 16? (laughs) Doing it. Uh, Yeah, we made it. We made it. World's
1: greatest.
0: Uh the WNBA season is about 6 weeks away. Wow. Uh but we have a lot of uh off season uh lots of stuff going on uh to talk about. Um the first is an update on Brittany Griner. Um so as we all know, she is still in Russia, which is not something I thought I would say <laughs> our last episode. I know. But uh she's still there. Um she's uh i believe she's awaiting a court date in Mm mid-may um the u.s consulate has been able to get in touch with her they say she is in quote unquote good condition um there's a fairly uh, disturbing npr article i sent you about a week or so ago um, that kind of detailed more into Britney's uh condition, which we can get into in a bit. But uh, the other thing we wanted to talk about is that Lisa Leslie uh mm-hmm. opened up and it was reported by TMZ that WNBA players and I guess other people around her have been advised not to talk about Britney Griner because yes. they don't want her to become a political pawn. So that explains why everyone has been radio silent, and frankly, I only assumed. At this point that something had been going on behind the scenes because there's no way that nobody wouldn't care yeah um
1: and and you said that last pod. you're you're right on the pulse with this because i think you know i don't want to put words in your mouth but there's this weird feeling this weird duality with this grinder situation where i think you don't want to play you know the sort of like pawn russia game but also you want to advocate for someone's safety and make sure mm-hmm. that they're not upon. So it's this weird kind of like, you're damned. If you you're damned, if you do, you're damned, if you don't, because yeah. Yeah. People should be speaking out. This is outrageous. This is unjust. This is horrible. Also, you know, she's basically been kidnapped. So it's kind of this scenario where like, how do you play negotiator and do you trust the leverage that the, you know, Biden administration, what have you, is putting on Russia? I don't know. It's it's really it's really complicated and it's really awful.
0: Yeah, I mean, like in my personal opinion, and my personal opinion only means so much, and I'm very aware of that. But in my opinion, I do think she already is a political pawn. Like, yes, I, don't, I too you, do. Like, I, do too. I don't. Think we're preventing something at this point Mm -hmm. but i do understand um the fear of escalating it so i think that's like maybe where people are coming at right now or just like if they escalate it then whatever but i'm also i'm also of the same mind like are we really fooling the Russian uh government, Russian media right now, like something I said in our in our last episode is that they are so on top of our social media. Like they're so on us. Like they really know what is going on. So it's just like I mean maybe we're fooling them by pretending we don't care. I, I don't know. Like yeah. acting like she's not a big deal, blah blah blah. I mean the evidence is kind of there already like her her followers on like twitter instagram like you know what i mean like all her interactions on social media prior to that she wasn't the most active on social media but she does have like i think over a hundred thousand followers we can look that up right now as we're talking actually um, yeah
1: well and i wanted to look up too because i i remember this you know weird comparison but i remember when trump was kind of like climbing the ranks of the gop and it was sort of a, he, he was this new phenomenon you know yeah she just, has a three
0: hundred and eighty-four thousand followers on instagram
1: right so you know her, her absence is noted like in a big way but yeah i was just gonna say like I remember, you know, there was some sentiment where it's like, if you ignore Trump, maybe he'll just go away. And yeah, I think I mentioned something to this degree on the last pod, but we're just not collectively organized in that way. We're too many disparate parts. And I actually just brought up because, uh, uh, during, um, who's acceptance speech at the Oscars, I know a lot of stuff went down at the Oscars, but, um, (laughs) Uh, ben Proudfoot, who received the award for best documentary short for Queen yes. of Basketball, shout a film out. about yeah, uh, shout out. Uh, by the way, we got to watch that, uh, and we got to watch the, the Maya Morda. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a running bit, but we will watch it, okay? Um, but anyways, uh, uh, I'm trying to g- get a quote from his uh, acceptance speech.
0: Yes, because he did say "Free Brittany <laughs> Griner" in his, in his acceptance speech
1: yeah so is, is that was there more or did you just say free britney griner
0: he said bring her home
1: bring her home right so yeah like, like that to but me that's not of, a direct quote Like my sentiment is that you just the internet exists many countries exist there's no sort of like let's all do a quick huddle okay don't talk about britney and that's how we'll get her to come home it's like that's not possible people are upset people are going to talk about it and even if you have the you know, let's say the WNBA and the people closest to Brittany, you know, sort of not saying anything, that's Mm -hmm. not going to stop the public. So I feel like this is an issue. And like you said, it's like Russia's all over this. So no one's getting fooled. Uh, And Russia knew what they were doing when they detained uh, one of the best female athletes in the world. Um, And yeah, I just think it is an issue she is upon, as you said, and uh, it's, it's behooves everyone to be loud about it, I think, because being quiet is not really, I just do, kind of don't get the strategy. Like, I feel like you're maybe what you don't want to inflame Russia more. It's like, read the news. What, yeah. what do you mean inflame Russia more? It's a full scale war. They're doing, you know what I mean? They're, they're threatening chemical and nuclear warfare. It's like, I don't know. You, I think you just have to go at them
0: yeah i i mean i agree with you and i wonder you know in the article like lisa leslie like explicitly said like she was not going to reveal who was telling people not to say anything so we don't know if it's from the family or some other advisor
1: i bet he was i bet he was high up if it was like from the white house I wouldn't be that surprised really well, yeah, because I feel like, you know, in, in these types of exchanges before, that's sort of the tenor. You know, they're, they're, it's sort of like, listen, leave this out of the public view and we can kind of infiltrate it better. Like, um, oh, God, I'm blanking out. Who is the rapper that got detained in Sweden? They Rocky. Um, yeah, it was detained for I forget how long, but... A while and that was sort of the tenor and I guess you know eventually he was released so maybe this is the just a course of kind of like quiet work that happens behind the scenes but
0: but we weren't like at war with Sweden
1: exactly and Sweden's not Russia and and Sweden's not Russia and and yeah I don't think people were wondering about the like even the state of I think they were like, okay, well, you know, this is weird, but he's probably safe in, in where wherever he's being held in prison. And I think, you know, we know now that Brittany's been checked on and seems like she's in, in okay shape, but yeah, it went from like, you know, we're hearing years. Like it's just, yeah, she's very much a pawn. There's threats that are attached yeah. to her. Yeah,
0: and, and every time there is an update on her, every major news source, every blog has it you know what I mean it's not an undercovered subject yeah so I yeah I look everybody's doing what they're told to do and what they're supposed to do so I'm not like sitting here saying somebody should be rebelling against this or doing something else I'm just saying and I'm pretty sure Freddie you're also saying is that we just don't fully get it
1: yeah yeah, that, that, yeah, that's but we're not saying
0: it. that like they should be going against this or anything. Um, so in that NPR article, yeah, sorry. so they were quoting Russian media, which is you know subject, and uh, there was a part in it where they were like, "Britney is doing great. Uh, she's here with two other Americans." She's eating snacks. They're playing cards like it was like she's reading a book like. They made it like she's having a great time and it's like really disturbing.
1: I mean, yeah, like, (laughs) listen, I don't want to become like a full like anti-Russia podcast, but like, yeah, it's a there's definitely a tone politically you know, and uh, this is important. I think to separate the, the politics and the people.
0: Of course, of um, course,
1: because you know, Russian people are, are are you know at least as subject to to the difficulties that uh, the you know other parts of the world are uh, from Russia as well. But yeah, there's always this kind of facetious tone, and it's weird because it's like, yeah, what? Oh, she's thriving in prison. What are you saying? Like, I don't believe you. You know, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, like with the whether the what's that guy uh, Nivelny ne- or the the guy Putin's opposition who has lost like considerable weight in the prison where he's kept, they're like, he's having the best time of his life. and it's like it's sort of this like derogatory tone, yeah, where, I- where someone is like choking someone and smiling at you being like, "Isn't this fun? And you're like, "No, not at all. It's scary.
0: Yeah, I found the part of the article. So this is an NPR.org. Okay, so somebody who is speaking on behalf of, um, okay, I can't pronounce their name to save my life, but they are a member of a of a public monitoring commission, a semi official body with access to Russian prisons. This is the person making the quotes. Okay, Um, it says. Sorry, where should I start reading this? Uh, Quote, they both speak English fairly well and have been helping translate. Brittany doesn't speak Russian at all. Uh, He or she described uh, Griner's mental state as calm and the conditions of her detention, quote, standard. The basketball star is allowed two trips to a Russian sauna per week and an hourly walk once a day. Griner and her cellmates also have access to Russian TV and play self-fashioned board games. Uh, They added uh, Griner is also reading books provided by her Russian lawyers, English language copies of Fyodor uh, Dostoevsky's, yes, thank you, The Demons, and a Rolling Stones biography. (laughs) Um, Griner's only issue, was that the prison beds are too short for her six seven frame oh she added so it's a she um that's her only issue
1: <laughs> yeah it doesn't that doesn't sound like it's coming well, from her. you know what i mean
0: no not at all but that's like but this is what they're being fed if anyone there's paying attention which i imagine some people are because she has to be somewhat of a celebrity there. She's been playing basketball all these well, years.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. And I think like, you know,
0: I'm so sorry. I'm bad at uh, um, uh, sounding out names. It's
1: I only know it because my older brother, Miguel, uh, read Crime and Punishment by Dostoevsky. And I did in high school because I was like trying to be like, oh, so they're
0: like super famous. Yeah. Yeah, it's a okay. he's a
1: fame in Russian. Like, it's like that even is facetious to me. They're like, we're allowing her to read a famous Russian author. It's like, OK, cool. I just
0: I just sent you, Freddie, in our in our chat while we record the name of the person who made those quotes.
1: Ekaterina Kalugina.
0: OK, thank you. Oh, Ekaterina. There we go. That's, the that's EK a guess. next to that each name. other really threw me.
1: Very fair. Listen, we're not <laughs> we're not linguists. We're doing our best out here. Um, But yeah, I think, I mean, I don't know how much new material we're coming with for this particular pod, but I think this is sort of the state of what's happening right now. So I feel like as far as updates go on this situation, they're kind of bleak and they're sad and, I mean, it does seem like there's some, there's there's more attention and more movement, but I wouldn't call it progress. Would you?
0: No, I think it's like far from progress. It's like quite scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm genuinely worried for her. I mean, we all are. But like, I mean. I like I, I don't even know what to say at this point, like like we said, it's like she already is being a political pawn here. I don't believe she had. Yeah. I, I, straight up, this is again, just my opinion, which is not worth a lot. I don't even believe she had uh, any kind of like weed or cannabis oil me, on me her. Too.
1: I don't think she had anything. I think it's I don't think like, she
0: had anything on her at yeah. all. Like I'm seeing a lot of comments of people being like, oh, well, that's her like she was dumb to do that in the first place. Why do you think she did this? Like, this is somebody who travels to Russia multiple times a year since 2014. They know how to travel to Russia. They know how to travel, period. Mm-hmm. You don't fly into other countries with cannabis. Like, you just don't do that, whether it's cannabis or whether it's cannabis oil, whether it's a vape. You just don't fly into other countries with that. This is common knowledge. Everybody knows this that every country has their own rules regarding this stuff. And it's in your own best interest to know what those are. I do not think she actually did this.
1: I do not think so like either or, and, and at all, like to me, it's a hundred percent fabrication. And again, I know, you know, I'm not trying to turn, you know, double speak analysis pod, but uh, it's, to me sort of telling that we've heard Putin, you know, prior to invasion say that, uh, you know, Russia is trying to root out Nazis and drug addicts. And I think that drugs sometimes they, you know, when, when speaking from a, a place of authority, like, you know, like what's planted on people, right. Drugs, weapons. These are the types of things that are like, it's almost like a it's like a cheat code derogatory message for the public. If you say, oh, this person's a drug addict, you have a whole swath of the population that's like, well, serves them right. And I think that's sort of the, the attempt here. That's the tactic, mm-hmm. in my opinion. It's because it's like, oh, you know, whatever. Like, let's say it wasn't drugs. I don't think it carries that same weight. Because like you said, like, I, I mean, I've seen, I've talked to people and they're, not talk to people, but I've seen like online. The first thing is like, oh man, this is crazy. Like, why would she bring drugs? And it's like, in that one sentiment, you have a bunch of things. You have someone who you know is is judgmental of of drugs in a way that they shouldn't be. You have someone who assumes guilt, uh, and you also have someone who doesn't doubt messaging from a dictator authoritarian um scenario so that to me is it's 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 a it's a lie that is effective uh unfortunately
0: yeah and then you know unfortunately like the the russian government has been good at they've been successful at spreading a lot of lies which is mm-hmm. you know why everything right now and um yeah like it's really sad like to (laughs) if he is going after like drug addicts it's really sad because I mean first of all it's like you have to like it's it's like the wire it's like you got to follow the money right you don't follow the drugs you follow the money Mm -hmm. but also I mean that's like a mental health crisis exactly and people need help and they need compassion and it's like really sad when people don't understand that and then vilify people because yeah, it's like the addiction is a result of something else.
1: Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's all around gross and just kind of like, there's so many different negative associated things with this. Uh, and yeah, I just kind of come back to like, so worrying about like, Brittany herself and being frustrated that it's like okay like you know I hate that I'm thinking like oh is she going to be able to like play in the next season because
0: Mm.
1: you you know what if she comes home and it's like I I can't play I'm traumatized yeah you know so like that that even like I I hate that I'm thinking like sort of like about basketball still when the situation is obviously so much bigger than that it's just yeah it's it's really awful that that she is being used in this way
0: yeah and and i mean just from a basketball perspective it's gonna be this thing that hangs over the whole season you know like every game no one's gonna talk about it but we're all gonna be thinking about it and it's just gonna be weird it's gonna be weird at least we know she won't be there for the start of the season we already know that
1: yeah, well, and I mean, as a Raptor fan too, it's like so weird. Even seeing, you know, we see Kia Nurse a lot, so you just got yeah, be wondering. she's a broadcaster. Yeah, oh yeah, so she's a broadcaster um, for the Raptors and also a teammate of Brittany. So it's like sort of like I keep half expecting, like it's like, is Kia going to say something or is yeah, and she is, is she, you know, in this cone of silence with kind of like Leslie and and other WNBA stars? Like, sure, she is.
0: So I mean. It- Because, I mean, that's something that's been on my mind, too, because I'm like, damn, like, that's your teammate. And uh, Chris Boucher, who has been vocal about Brittany Griner, Mm -hmm. um, he did a little thing with Yahoo Sports and uh, he was asked about it. And I mean, yeah, he he obviously hasn't gotten a memo about keeping silent, but whatever. It's Chris Boucher. It's fine, I guess, for now. And uh, he basically said, like, look, like if this or him and Thaddeus Young said uh like if this were uh an nba player like this would be done by now
1: you know what sure. Sh- shout out to those dudes i because I, I, like i think i think yeah i want the nba to get behind this like i think this is one of those scenarios like yeah there's like a larger war going on but like this doesn't need to be a part of it you know what i mean so i think it's just kind of like what am I trying to articulate that? Like, I feel like the, the the this is a complex scenario. That's so multifaceted that like, it almost just needs to be stripped down to like, yes, there's so much craziness going on, but also like we do need to have a dedicated focus on like, just let Brittany come back. Uh These are obviously trumped up fake charges and we need to, f- We need to just like facilitate her coming back period.
0: Yeah. Her and, and anyone else that may have been unfairly um, charged or Mm -hmm. um, detained for some reason, because we know she's there with two other Americans, but we don't know who they are or what their story is, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, God, what a bizarre, terrifying thing. Um, We do have a few other uh, WNBA topics, uh Sue Bird was on 60 Minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh I missed this, but Freddie, you you caught this. Uh, what were some of the highlights from that interview?
1: It was really cool. I mean, I feel like uh obviously a weird transition because there's still some like Russia stuff in this, mm-hmm. but um, you know, uh Sue Bird's mom came on, Nancy Bird. Megan Rapinoe um, and and her just kind of talked about like how they they didn't like I don't think they came out together but sort of they were like you know through their relationship they were able to kind of like uh, you know embrace who they they truly are and that was really sweet and you know she talked about being the floor general obviously you know it's 60 minutes right so it's not going to be like all new news so the the anecdote about uh, the per the the player on her team, I forget who it is, but there was a rookie who came on and was like, Oh yeah, like my mom has the same birthday as you, and she was like, Oh, cool, like the same day, and she's like, uh-huh, and the same year. <laughs> so so Superb was like, Oh shit, man, I'm 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 not young, but like, yeah, like she's it's it's this is really cool. Like, I mean, okay, but that's
0: also a young mom.
1: It's also a young mom, Hundred percent Because Superb
0: how old is she? She's she's 40.
1: 40. Yeah. So it's not
0: 41. She's 41. Now.
1: Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's definitely a young mom, but um, that was really cool. I think, you know, the, just to, well, I think we'll, we'll cap it here at Russia talk, but um, <laughs> it was fascinating. You know, she said that that's why she's a millionaire because she played in Russia and she got four times the salary than she did in the WNBA. Uh, and, but also one of the the, or the team owner that, uh, that she played for was like a, an oligarch who got assassinated. And she was like, yeah, it was freaky. And it's sort of this, like it, it kind of brings to light, like just this precarious scenario. Again, we've talked about it before, the pay gap. Mm. And, and the fact that there is money in the WNBA and like they really need to focus on not like punishing players for playing elsewhere. They need to focus on paying players more, period. Um, I think, yeah, The obviously the Britney Griner has cha- situation has changed this narrative forever, but it's been bubbling for a long time. And, right. um, you know, like, like all of the greats we know, particularly the ones that are at the end of their careers, uh, have played in Russia. Like, mm-hmm. it's sort of a thing. If you're a top player, that's where you play because that's where like the big money is. So you know, Tarossi like has spent so much time in Russia and yeah. But anyways, like, just, just back to, to Sue bird. She talked about being the floor general and kind of having this like last little go with Seattle. And then obviously uh, you know, anyone who's familiar with older athletes, she's having to do a lot more working out. Like it's, I remember like, you know, for fans of the, of the NBA, Ray Allen would often talk about how part of aging is that you just have to like being an athlete is that you just have to like stretch way more work out way more. And it takes a lot more work to be able to do what you used to do. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But uh, yeah, I I mean, I think it was nice seeing Sue get some, some big shine and uh, there was like this like really dumb question, but I was like, I kind of was happy that it was asked and it was, um, I would just find the part, uh, yes okay there's yeah there's a capital one commercial um where there's like sue bird and larry bird and then in this in this 60 minute interview the person was like has someone ever joked that larry bird's your dad uh and she was like yes but you're the first person to do it on tv and like (laughs) it's so dumb but i also kind of i'm just like we gotta that can't be you know bird and bird being like two greats in the same sport but you know different genders is kind of like that's really funny it's a does, thing, she, right? does she
0: know who her dad is
1: um i don't know they didn't because i that. think
0: larry bird has some kids out there for real
1: oh oh dear oh my um yeah
0: because there was uh she called him
1: um, uncle larry so no i, oh, I think fun. she knows this, <laughs> i think she knows it's not larry but
0: so there was the reason why I say that I, I promise there's legitimacy to that. Uh, Sports Illustrated in the mid 90s did this huge piece about uh, children being born out of wedlock uh, by NBA players. And it was all these women who had had kids with NBA players who were essentially abandoned by them and it was this big expose that they did and then and then oprah did an episode about it and all these women were on it and scotty pippen and larry bird were like the two most famous people i remember um being in that issue
1: scotty and larry fellas listen be good dads okay that's all i'm gonna say
0: I mean i i mean i don't think her last name would be bird you know
1: what I mean? <laughs> yeah if it's like you know what i mean if if you're like trying to hide a kid and you're like let's name him the same thing and guess oh what did you God. play the same sport um it's like it's, anyway, not, it's not the best cover like maybe she should have been a curler you know
0: <laughs> i mean it's crazy that i thought of that but that was like the first thing i thought of. i was like actually larry Bird probably has some kids out there
1: <laughs> that's that's yeah I mean somewhere
0: in Indiana.
1: You're laughing for the same reason that I wanted to highlight this because it's like, listen, it needs to be talked about. It's silly. It's, you know, like if your last name was Einstein and you were working on theories, I think people would be like, Are you related to Albert? I mean,
0: imagine she was just like, actually, I just recently did a DNA test and I'm currently working on my abandonment issues.
1: The biggest she's like, What's is that twenty three and me where you do the or ancestry.com?
0: sudden it's like wait what
1: she's like i don't know how to tell you i did it ancestry.com and larry bird's not my dad he's my grandpa um
0: he's a young grandpa anyway a, that's what, I'm, that's what yeah. I'm gonna keep saying we
1: got a young mom everyone. we got a young grandpa there's varieties of being young you know
0: his grandkid is 41
1: she's a young legend
0: yeah I mean, she's a young legend. That, was
1: that a tie in? Not really.
0: <laughs> um, oh, my God. Well, I, I appreciate you breaking that down for us, Freddie. Um, that was really great. So there's been a few more updates on free agency, and uh, we just wanted to take a, a look back to see Uh, what teams are doing, um, do we feel like anyone's moved the needle since the initial, uh, free agency, well, the, not the deadline, but sort of the kickoff and also like, where do we think these teams are at right now? Um, Freddie, we'll start with you first.
1: Uh, lots of big movement. You know, I, I've talked about before that, uh, I'm really excited to see, uh, Emma Mieseman return, um, she's, she's coming to Chicago, which is like a big, big grab for Chicago. I remember us being uncertain if they were going to grab everyone, but it seems they like for- made a
0: lot of moves actually.
1: They did. And, and they, they sort of brought the gang back, but I think that Dolson going to the Liberty is, is substantial, but getting Emma Misaman, um, you know, like back into the WNBA, like this is someone who was like a big time player. So. That's huge. And the other person, you know, sometimes small moves, not a small move necessarily, but when you're really good, you don't necessarily need to like reinvent the wheel. And just looking at Connecticut, like they lost Brienne, uh, uh Brian January, which is significant, but they got Courtney Williams. And I sort mm-hmm. of think this is like the perfect scenario, you know, after the big incident and Atlanta let her go, she's an explosive. I thought she was clearly Atlanta's best player. And it is an explosive player. So to add that to like John Quill Jones and like just a powerhouse that was Connecticut, even though they kind of crumbled in the playoffs, like that's a big ad, I think.
0: Yeah. It's really, it's a bold move and it's really significant because um, you got to figure with Courtney Williams, like, is she going to be toxic? Like, that's the big question, right? Like, Mm -hmm. is she going to fit into their culture or is she going to shift the culture and make it not as strong as it was? So it's a big risk, but I personally appreciate Connecticut kind of rolling the dice and taking a chance here. Um,
1: And also it's like, I I love these situations where it's like, oh, you know, is this person going to be, toxic which is fair and like you know can they be sort of like can we like wield their power but it's like this is a winning scenario where you know there's like you said there's that culture there so it's like i think these type of things like i love these experiments in sports and uh, yeah i think I'm, i'm 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 optimistic like i think that she'll she'll understand I don't I hate the you know the verbiage or the terminology of like this is your last opportunity but I think that I think that it's pretty clear that there's been some difficulty with with Courtney so I feel like this is she has to make the best of this scenario and I think she's in the position to do that
0: yeah no I I completely agree um in terms of teams that were potentially still confused by i've got two um the dallas wings <laughs> it's so funny every time we read these articles it's like additions none subtractions none and then a basic summary is that they uh they had the least amount to do that's what the wmba.com says the team with the least amount to do stood pat during free agency but re-signed, starred Arike Gumbawale to a multi-year contract, and they have a pair of top six draft picks to focus on as well. So the Dallas Wings were honestly, in our first year of watching uh, the WNBA, were very much off my radar. Yeah, I'm in
1: Indiana. I'm like, uh huh? "Huh?"
0: Yeah, so we'll see uh, if those teams move the needle or not. I'm guessing no, if uh, Dallas has done absolutely nothing to change And they have two top draft picks, which is great, but you don't know how much a rookie is going to move the needle for you uh, in their first season. And then the other team I'm a bit confused about Freddie is uh, the New York Liberty. Um, They added Stephanie Dolson, which is, which is great, Mm -hmm. but they haven't added anybody else. They do have a new coach, Um, And I guess they have some draft picks to focus on as well, but uh, I'm feeling currently that I don't have a sense of uh, the Liberty this season in terms of like what their potential growth could be. And do we see them uh, getting out of the first round of, of the playoffs this year?
1: Yeah, I think if you're New York, the idea is that Sabrina's getting better, the teams, you know, like on the come up. And Sandy uh, Brundello is, you know, the person to kind of like tie that all together. I, though, I think, I don't know if this is the same as you, but I also kind of have this feeling where it's like, I think you needed to be a bit more aggressive in free agency. And I think that you're going to be kind of close to where you were last year. So like their, their upwards trajectory, like I look at a team like the Sparks and I'm like, you went from not being relevant to like you're going to be a contender you're going to be totally exactly like if not contending like a real legitimate team um whereas yeah i i i mean maybe i'm you know underestimating Brundello, but i do think that they're just they have a middling element to them uh yes the liberty
0: yeah i agree um with that let's move on to your uh freddie's fun question let's
1: do it okay so just starting off big highlight if you haven't seen it yet uh you got to watch friend uh bellaby i think is the pronunciation um she blocks a shot like a three point shot so it's already kind of like a rare block manages to corral her block runs the whole court and like throws it down with one hand like and she didn't gather like, she didn't use both hands. She, I don't think she palmed the ball, but she just like, it was sort it was just a really organic, like incredible play. I think, you know, I forget what the stat was associated with it, but it was, you know, fairly rare move in women's basketball. Like, you know, it was, I don't know how many dunks there were in college, but like, it's a short list. So, this is like a pretty all time highlight. And just a full organic play of it is like, it's a must watch and just incredible. Anyways, my question to you, what's the coolest sport thing you have ever done?
0: Okay. So my question is, have we done this question before?
1: Maybe a version of it.
0: Because it feels vaguely familiar. I remember uh, it's a deja vu moment and maybe we had this conversation somewhere else but I remember having this conversation with you about not being an athletic person hmm. and not really doing anything athletic ever in my life. And the closest thing to like <laughs> sports or competition I ever did was like a drama contest in high school. Do you recall the story at all? I don't. Okay, then maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just getting like some deja vu, like spine tingly things and it's from somewhere else. But anyway, I'll tell the story potentially again, but I will tell the story. So there's in Ontario, I don't even know if it exists or not, but there used to be this contest and it was just called Sears because I think it was sponsored by the store Sears. And it was like this high school drama thing. And we did these like dramatic plays and we all were, we were all black and we had these like little black boxes that we'd have to like move around on the stage to like set up for the next scene. And like, I had to be the villain, which I hated. I hated playing the villain because I had to play this like racist villain because I went to like a very like diverse high school and like, I'm not even white. I'm only half white, but I was like the closest thing to a white person.
1: Mm-hmm. In the group, <laughs> by the way, been there. Okay. Been there. I, I'm I'm mixed too, half Nicaraguan, half white. But sometimes, yeah. yeah, I get it.
0: And so it was like I had to pretend to be this racist. And then it just gave me such a complex about my own race and identity. And I remember just like being like really fucked up about it. And sure. then like staring myself in the mirror and then being like, oh my God, I have a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> like, I need to get rid of this mustache to compete in this dramatic play. Catherine, where I keep have your to mustache. Okay. Race.
1: Anthony Davis keeps mustache. the brow. You got to keep like, your mustache. I
0: obviously have that like South Asian girl mustache, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm a white person. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was, we got, we, we made it through a few rounds. That was cool. Um, we were successful as a group. Uh, And we went to a high school where nobody did anything. So the fact that we were like doing something was significant. But uh, yeah, wild wild times. It's the closest thing I've ever done to anything like that.
1: Wow. I did not know I was open. I don't know who I
0: told the story to that.
1: I did not know I was opening up like the Pandora's box of like (laughs) how you feel racially. So, (laughs) you know what? I'm I'm not I don't regret it because Freddie's FFQ. Cause I've never,
0: uh, I've never dunked on any, but I've never, nothing like that.
1: Listen, I have a, I have some cool moments, but now I feel bad. So let me just no, say, don't
0: feel bad. Don't okay. feel bad at all.
1: Well, I just want to commiserate a little bit. Okay. okay. Uh, as Someone who's mixed race. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm half Latino. I, the small of my back. So hairy. so <laughs> So unreasonably hairy. And, and listen, people see it and it's unmistakable. And all my brothers have it and don't know what to do. That That's what's up. And by the way, if you're hearing all sorts of knocking in my place, I just moved in. So bear with lots, me. Lots, lots going on. Lots going on. Lots going on. Um, but my cool moment, uh, my first league, or my first year ever of house league soccer, I was nine years old. I was the goalie. We made it to the uh, finals and the other team was way better than us. And we went to shootout. Uh, then we, me and the other goalie saved the same amount of shots. And then we went to sudden death shootout and I saved a shot and I like punched it in the air and then (laughs) it was so cool. And then the guy after me, uh, like on my team, who was like the worst guy on the team, he just like toe punted it, which means you just like, it's not like a good way to kick a soccer ball, but you just kick mm. it straight with your toes. Oh. But he blasted it top corner and we won the league and everyone picked him up and like ran, ran away, like, like cheering. And I remember being like, Hey, I saved a major shot over here. Uh, but listen, I was happy for him. I was happy for the team. We That's won it. That's
0: so funny. I wrote, I like the, it's not something you see every day. Someone punching the ball.
1: No. No, not at all. And it's like, was so just like, it's like, he, he couldn't do that again. If you give him a million tries. Cause like, when yeah, you kick, yeah. it's hard to aim the ball when you kick it with your toe. Like you're yeah. kicking with your toes. Yeah. It's like point in ballet is bad. Kicking with your toes in soccer is bad.
0: Right. Right.
1: Anyways, listen, we hit a lot of topics today. That.
0: Shout out to team Canada. Speaking of soccer, shout
1: out to team Canada. I was at the uh, Raptors Were versus Boston Celtics and they brought him out.
0: At halftime, yes, half time. Yes, yes, that's right. That's right. They're going to the World Cup. It's they are. Be, They're going to the World be Cup. Wild! It's going to be wild. It's, We're going to see Canada flags on all the cars for like the first time.
1: We are going to learn how much Canadians don't understand soccer very quick. People gonna yeah. be like,
0: "What's all this diving?"
1: It's like, "Oh God!" Um,
0: yeah, but it's I'm going to be, be I'm going to be one of those people. I'm going to be a, a I'm a bandwagoner Listen, for sure.
1: Welcome to the bandwagon. We'll watch the Maya Moore doc. We'll check out this other doc. Yeah,
0: you have to invite me to your new place. Yeah, you got to (laughs) come.
1: Shout out my new neighborhood, Jane in Eglinton. What's up?
0: (laughs) I love how uh, neighborhoods in Toronto are are always just uh, intersections.
1: (laughs) Honestly, that's how it does.
0: (laughs) That's how it is. Uh, That's been our episode. Uh, Freddie, thanks again. Uh, As always, where can people find you on the internets?
1: Um, you can check out my uh, check me out on Twitter or Insta. On Twitter, I'm uh Freddie Rivas, uh F R E D I E R I V A S. Uh also Instagram, Freddie Rivas, but there's a Noel in the middle, N-O-E-L. And uh, yeah, check out my my podcast. Catherine's gonna be on it today. Uh, yeah. Confederacy of Dunks basketball podcast at dunkspodcast.com. And uh, on Twitter it's at Dunks Podcast.
0: Uh, And you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at It's Me underscore Catherine, spelled C-A-T-H-R-Y-N. My NBA pod called the Buckets and Tea NBA show is available on Raptors Republic. Uh, Check that out. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. All right.